Hello and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Red Sox podcast. Thank you so much for making Locked On Red Sox your first listen of every single day. We hope you enjoyed the holiday. We hope you got some time off and you were able to recharge. I am your host, Nessens Lauren Campbell. I will be joined by my co-host, Massachusetts Pirates team reporter Jake Iggy very shortly. And we have a very, very special episode for you today. We will be bringing in Red Sox prospect and minor league baseball pitcher of the year, Brandon Walter. We are so excited to share our conversation with you. So let's get right to it. You are locked on Red Sox, your daily Boston Red Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are here with Brandon Walker, who is a Red Sox prospect in the 2021 Minor League Baseball Pitcher of the Year. So how are we doing today, Brandon? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Doing good so far. Doing good. Recovering from the holidays. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm there with you. So I want to start off talking about a little bit how your uh, offseason has been going. It's been good. Pretty simple. Um, I'm living here in northern Delaware. Just training, seeing family, seeing friends. It's been pretty simple. I haven't really done anything crazy. And then, like, as, as well as, like, um, like what would you sort of do for the holidays? Um, I stayed local right here in Delaware. But all my family's pretty close. We didn't do as many of the big family parties this year, which was good. But uh, it was good to see, see the close family, see some friends. Um, but, yeah, nothing – didn't travel anywhere, nothing, nothing wild. It's always good to kind of keep it low key around the holidays. Yeah. Makes it less stressful for sure. Um, right. So for our listeners and everyone that you know listens to Locked On Red Sox here, um, what team did you root for growing up, and were there any players that maybe you specifically looked up to um, growing up? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I grew up in Northern Delaware, thirty minutes from Philly, so I was a big Philly fan. Um, I'm a fan of all the sports, really. Not so much the Phillies anymore, obviously, but. I grew up a big Phillies fan. Those guys in their really good rotations back in the day, Roy Halladay, Cole Hamels, Cliff Lee, that, those teams, that's, that's what those teams were good when I was growing up. So kind of look, looked up to those guys, um, went to a lot of games, and obviously they had some success. They won the World Series that one year, which was fun. So, yeah, Phillies, Phillies was the team for me growing up. I'll never forget when they had that insane rotation, like like you mentioned, Cliff Lee, Cole Hamels, yeah. but but then also like Pedro was in the mix as well. Right, um, they, yeah. they had some incredible players as part of that team. Yeah, that team was fun. I mean, even, even the offense with Chase Utley and Ryan Howard and Jimmy Rollins. I mean, there's that was my childhood all, all that whole that whole time coming up. So those guys, those guys are good. Now, do you have that Philly sports fan type of mentality? I know they're sort of like New England fans, where they're really difficult yeah. and hard on their on their teams. Oh, absolutely! I, I just went to the Eagles game yesterday, actually, and I was, it was they were tied at halftime with the Giants, and I was screaming at them, <laughs> three to three, and they ended up blowing them out in the second half, which is good. But yeah, I mean, they, that gritty, hard-nosed fan, yeah, that, that's me. <laughs> I mean, especially when they're playing a third-string quarterback. I know that this is a baseball right. podcast, but they're playing a third-string quarterback, Jake Fromm. Are you kidding me? Why are you? Why are you tied? Oh, trust me, I, I was saying it all, and all, all the fans were saying it too. It was. <laughs> Embarrassing in that first half, but luckily, I mean, good thing they turned around. Um, they're making a little playoff push too, which is kind of fun. 
That's funny. So any any of those players on the Phillies, like growing up, like with all, like we mentioned that rotation, anybody that you sort of emulated your game after, like during during your childhood and stuff. Um. Yeah, I'd say Cole Hamels. He was there the longest. Uh, they drafted him. He's a lefty, which kind of helped me. He's got a good changeup. So yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't really say I pitched like Cole Hamels too much, but I mean, just being a lefty, I kind of formed to following him the most, and he was there the longest. So he was the hometown guy. So he's probably the, the one guy I kind of followed. Everyone loves a hometown guy too. When it's you know when especially when they're when they're so good, just kind of makes right. it easier to maybe try oh, to yeah. emulate your game after them and everything. Right. And when you were in college, because you went to a smaller university, did you ever find it difficult to kind of get your name out there or kind of be noticed by scouts? Um. Yeah, I mean, because there's just not there's not as many scouts coming to games for just to watch the game. I mean, if there's got to be a player they're coming to see. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming. I didn't play in the SEC or anything, but I'm assuming in the SEC there's scouts there because there's multiple players on both teams to uh, to see and scout and get looks at. But for me, it was kind of I kind of had to have a good start to the season there in 2019, and then once I was kind of on a roll there, scouts started talking to me and coming to see me, which was nice. Um, but yeah, I mean it's definitely a little different because you're not you're not in front of the scouts every game like you are in those big conferences. That makes sense. And especially going into your junior season, you were doing right. relatively very well. And um, I, I was curious on how tough it was when you when you first found out uh, that you had to get Tommy John surgery. Oh, it was, yeah, it was terrible. Because, um, I mean, I, my whole career, I was always that, that guy that could just pitch forever and never get hurt and never had – I didn't even have, a, like, a small injury ever in my career. And then that – it's like, whoa, we're not going to be able to pitch for a year and a half. It's like, wow. So, I mean, it, it hit me hard. I mean, I, I did good with the rehab and everything, but I was on a roll there my sophomore year. Um, our team was really good, too. We ended up winning our conference and going to a regional. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that, that was that was tough because I ended up missing my whole junior year, too. I wasn't sure if I'd miss the whole season, but I missed the whole season. But luckily I was healthy that, that senior year coming back, so – that that makes me have to ask real quick. Uh, like you, you said that you you were always able to pitch all the like as as much as possible out there. Like, what was the most amount of pitchers that that, that you at least know that, that you pitched um, throughout either your young career, like high school or whatever? I'm I'm always curious to hear those yeah. stories. In high school, it wasn't too. We played seven inning games in high school. Oh yeah. So I mean, I would I'd do complete games, but I wouldn't get into like I'd go like around a hundred probably, but not too far. But in college, I definitely threw like probably over 110 pitches multiple wow. times, which <laughs> probably wasn't the best for the arm. But <laughs> Makes sense. Looking back now, it's probably not the healthiest thing, but, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Exactly. And going through your rehab, it's a, a very lengthy one. And were you – did you find yourself kind of changing your mechanics at all or did you do anything different um, going into the rehab thinking, like, this needs to change so I don't get hurt again? Um, I, I didn't mentally – there wasn't, like, one thing that I – I wanted to change. I came back throwing different and I don't know if that was just from the rehab or just feeling out what kind of hurts and what doesn't hurt. Like the way I threw before obviously got me injured. So I, had, I probably should have changed something. And I did, I, I do throw a little bit, a little bit different, use my legs a little bit more. Um, but no, I, I, there wasn't like a specific thing I was trying to work on coming back. I was just trying to get healthy and throw the way that felt most comfortable and, and fast and without hurting. So it makes sense. And uh, like going into that MLB draft, I mean, after after you rehab from Tommy John surgery, you, you had 14 starts. 
um, in your mm -hmm. senior year. And uh, going into that draft, um, were you anticipating getting drafted in you know some of the in some of the either the early mid late rounds, or um, did yeah. you really have any sort of expectation? Um, I mean, I talked to, I communicated with probably half the teams. Um, I, I mean, I wasn't going to be like an early day one or day two guy. Um, I was looking more like the 10 to 30 round range. I mean, it was different. Every teams kind of saw me different. Like at some teams would tell me they'd see me in like the top 15. Other guys would tell me top 30 or whatever. Um, the injury was big with that too. Obviously first year coming off the injury, some teams want to stay away maybe. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I really, I didn't have like crazy expectations going in just because I, I was hearing so many different things from my agent and my, and the scouts that were talking to me directly. It was just, it seemed like such a big wide range of when I could have got picked and the, the money, the money I could have got. So I didn't really have crazy expectations. I, I knew I was going to get picked probably. I mean, it, it sounded like I was probably going to get picked. I just didn't know where. And then at Boston ended up taking me. That was probably the team I really didn't expect to take me because I didn't really hear much from them through the whole thing. So I was a little surprised to go to Boston. But, uh, yeah, there were some other teams talking to me. So, so I, I did think I was going to get drafted. I, it was just a matter of where. We hope you're enjoying our conversation with Red Sox prospect Brandon Walter. We will get you right back to our second segment of Locked on Red Sox. Thank you so much for making Locked on Red Sox your first listen of every single day. But first, I need to tell you about Bilt Bar. By now, you probably know me well enough to know how much I absolutely love Bilt Bar. And now that the new year is approaching, that probably means you have some sort of New Year's resolution. And if yours is about getting fit, maybe eating a little healthier, be sure to include Bilt Bar in your plan. Bilt Bar is a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar, because it makes it easier to stick to your resolution. They taste so good, you'll want to keep eating it unlike other protein bars out there that can be chalky or maybe even a little waxy. Built Bars also are covered in 100% real chocolate. And if you're not a fan of working out, you can at least eat something that tastes good and is good for you. That way you have a delicious Built Bar that you can enjoy and you can basically count it as a workout, right? And there's so, so many flavors to choose from coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, my personal favorite cookies and cream. And we have an offer now for you. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. And you said you had spoken with your agent and it was kind of up and down, like where you were going to get drafted and the money. Yeah. Does that kind of like mess with you at all mentally or like how you prepare to like kind of go through the draft? Um, I don't, I mean, I don't think so. Because the whole draft, like the, the pre-draft workouts and everything, I mean, they, I went to one. So it wasn't, I wasn't really doing much like physically. I wasn't still playing in the season. Our team didn't even make the playoffs or anything. So I was just kind of home, just training. So, I mean, it wasn't really putting pressure on me. It was all kind of out of my hands at that point. So I didn't really have to like, it didn't have, it wasn't like I had to keep performing with this drafting on my mind when the whole, the whole scouting process was kind of done after the season. So it wasn't, it wasn't too pressure packed there. Um, I didn't think about it too much. I just, whatever happened, happened. If I, if I didn't get drafted, I could have gone back to college. I still had one more year. So good thing I didn't with COVID and everything. But. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Makes sense. And uh, you, you ended up, like you said, getting drafted in the 26th round by the Red Sox. And I was, just, I was just curious sort of how you found out that you did get drafted. And what was your initial reaction um, that you got drafted by such a, a storied franchise like the Boston Red Sox? 
Um, so I, the way I found out was the scout, Reed Gregnani, he, he called me. I was watching the draft tracker, just like a fan would pretty much. Just watching it, looking for names. I, I knew a lot of people that were draft eligible too, so I was looking for myself and them. Um, but it was crazy because he, he called me, and then it popped up. Like before I even answered the phone, I saw my name on there. I was like, "Oh, okay." Well, and then he called me. Um, just said, "Hey, we picked you. Well, I'll call you back and give you some more details." But uh, yeah, I mean, going to the Red Sox is awesome. My my dad grew up a Red Sox fan. He was he has family in. Maine. I'm not sure which part of Maine, but they're up. He has family up in Maine, and they they grew up Red Sox fans. And obviously, the history with Fenway Park and everything. Those are the first thoughts that went into my head. With one can debut in Fenway Park, that'd be unbelievable. So, yeah, so the Red Sox his, definitely so a cool spot to be. What, what was his reaction? Like that's that's how your family's reaction when uh, when you when you ended up telling them. They must have been ecstatic. Oh my God! Yeah, my dad was going crazy he uh i mean he he is a he was a phillies fan too he's kind of both probably more phillies fan but he did grow up with the with the red sox boston background but yeah i mean it, phillies probably would have been their first pick just because it's close and it's the local team but boston was definitely probably number two for them so they, they were pretty happy for sure that's always a lot of fun to have that family connection there as well right. and kind of adds a little more excitement to the whole draft process and everything like that. Um, and when you got to the Gulf Coast League, you transitioned into being a reliever. And we've seen yeah. that throughout MLB, you know, Red Sox are kind of doing that with Tanner Houck right now, kind of figuring out, does he belong in the bullpen? Does he belong on the mound? Um, and we've seen it throughout other teams as well throughout the league. Mm -hmm. How was that a difficult transition for you to kind of get through? Or like, how was how was that whole thing? Oh, um, mentally? I Yeah, I'd say so. Because I mean, I was as a starter, you kind of have the whole. If you come out slow, you got you got the rest of the game to kind of figure it out. I mean, you're coming out of the pen, you, you walk two guys in a row, you might not even face a third guy. So it's it's a little different in that sense. It's more like you got to be ready to go like immediately. The sitting, waiting, not knowing if you're throwing was different for me. I mean, I knew in college, I knew I'd throw every Friday, so I I could prepare from the minute I got taken out of the game the Friday before. I knew I was pitching the next Friday, so that was all that preparation you have mentally and physically to get ready for the, the exact time you're going to pitch. You don't have that out of the bullpen. So, I mean, all that stuff was new, I mean, but when I got in the game, I always felt ready. I didn't think, I didn't feel like I was behind the curve at all, but yeah, it was a little different for sure. Is that the biggest thing for you with the, the preparing, the getting ready and the workouts, because it's so different preparing to be a starter right. than preparing to be a reliever. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I like the, I like the routine of the starter better. Obviously. I mean, I think everybody does, but, um, even this year when I, I started the season in the bullpen in Salem, it's just like, you don't, it's kind of nice when you're just, like, you're not ready mentally to go in. They're like, Oh, Walter, get ready. And you got to go in. It's kind of like a big adrenaline rush, but I like the mental preparation of getting your body ready and getting your mind ready hours before the game and just knowing exactly the time you're going to go on the mound. And then you're, then you're fully prepared. And if you do, you know, there's no pressure where if you do have a slow start, you, you, you can kind of figure it out on the fly instead of feeling like you're looking over your shoulder getting taken out after a phone couple of batters. We will get back to our conversation with Red Sox prospect Brandon Walter in our third and final segment of Locked on Red Sox. As always, thank you for making Locked on Red Sox your first listen of every day. Before we get back to our third segment, I want to tell you about Bet Online because Bet Online has you covered this holiday season 
which means more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the college bowl season and the pro football playoffs. That online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head on over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code locked on to receive your bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. So don't wait, take advantage of all these amazing offers. You get that 50% welcome bonus by using promo code locked on. That's bet online where the game starts. That makes sense. And uh, especially starting out in the Gulf Coast League, I mean, some of those guys are like 1920 and, and you were yeah. on, I guess, like the older end of end of the spectrum. Oh, um, yeah. and, and so especially going into that league um, as a 26 rounder, did you have sort of a sense of confidence going in there to sort of show what you had, especially against much younger guys? Yeah, I mean, I had to. I mean, I was just, I've done so many innings in my life. I mean, those guys haven't really been around baseball as long as someone who's been through four years of college. I mean, I wasn't the only one that was in that situation. But I mean, the older guys just did better in that league. It was, I mean, it's just, a, it's just an experience thing. It's those young guys, a lot of them are international, 16, 17, whatever. Um, I mean, you're facing a four year college pitcher, probably not going to be on the same level, at least mentally. So it's definitely a little bit of an advantage there. And with in 2020, the minor league season was completely wiped out because of COVID. Yeah. Um, two years later, we're still kind of going through it, but definitely more prepared. And seems like sports leagues sort of have a hold on this right now. Um, but in 2020, how did you find out that that season was going to be delayed? And what did you do during that time to kind of uh, keep yourself in shape and kind of keep yourself from, like most of us, going insane, staying inside? Yeah, I mean uh... – it was a weird time. So when we were, we went to spring training in 2020, it was in March. We were there for about two weeks, maybe a little, maybe two weeks and a couple of days. And then the whole COVID thing started going crazy. The world started turning over. Um, we stayed there for another two days. We had practice normal. And then after practice one day, they were like, all right, we got your flights. We're going home. And it was supposed to be a two week thing. I mean, just like the whole world said it was going to be two weeks, but obviously it was not. But yeah, at, the t at that time we didn't, we didn't think the season was going to be canceled. We didn't even think that was going to be an option. But um, it ended up just going longer and longer, another week, another month. And then we're at the end of the summer, and we're like, I guess we're not playing. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that whole time, I, I just I stayed ready for that reason. I didn't know if we were going to go back. So I kept throwing, kept lifting. Um, there's actually a group of guys from my area that were in the same situation. A bunch of minor leaguers not knowing when we're coming back. So we all just worked out together trained together, pitched together. So, I mean, it, it wasn't a terrible situation for me. I, I think I got a lot out of it physically for sure. Um, but, yeah, we just we just kept working out, staying ready. I mean, it, it never came back. But when the 2021 season rolled around, we were all really ready at that point. So That makes sense. And uh, I, I read that you put on 15 pounds of muscle d during that time. And um, yep. was that – and you also um, – you know, increased your velocity by a lot. You 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 threw high eighties um, before COVID, and then uh, came out in twenty twenty one from mid nineties. So, was putting on the weight and also um, increasing your velocity some of your biggest goals uh, during that shutdown? 
Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I did some of that the off season before, but I, I couldn't really show it obviously in that two weeks in spring training, but yeah, I mean, that was, that was my goal. Uh, obviously it was good timing for me too, with the injury. I was, I had a, I had the Tommy John, I had a full season. I was, I mean, I wasn't, I was healthy, but it wasn't like, I knew my body wasn't where it should be coming off that. Um, so that whole, that whole off season turned into really two, two and a half off seasons. Um, just allow my body to recover from that, from that surgery and not, not have the stress of pitching in games every week. Like I did the year before. And then, and then just being able to lift and work out and train and everything every day for really a year and a half, instead of just the normal, like four or five month off season, um, allowed me that time to put on the weight and get those velocity gains that I wanted to get. Definitely. And now in 2021, when you came in, you're, you know, you have more muscle, you're throwing harder. Um, what were your goals for the 2021 season? Was it, you know, just to stay healthy? Was it to get more velocity? Yeah. I mean, uh, it was, for me, it was kind of hard to set goals in that, in that way coming into the year. Cause I mean, the Red Sox kind of knew me as the guy before, like you said, the high eighties kind of crafty lefty old guy and in, in the rookie ball level. But I mean, so I, so I was just kind of come in and trying to just turn heads and, and get noticed first. So was, one thing I wanted to do was just get noticed right away. Um, Cause I mean, there, my, my roster spot wasn't guaranteed this year. So I was trying to make a team and just kind of see what I can do. I didn't, I didn't know. I knew my stuff got better. I knew my all-speed stuff, my fastball were better. I didn't know how much better it was, it was going to be. I didn't know how it – because this is all new to me. I never I never had this arsenal to, to work with. So I, I didn't know how much better it was than before. I didn't know where compared to other pitchers in the organization. So I was just going to go in and just just work hard and try to make a team. And that was, that was my goal going to spring training. And then I ended up uh, being on the low-A roster in the bullpen to start. And kind of just kept progressing into the starter role, and then moved up to Greenville. So ended up working out real well. But I didn't, I didn't set any kind of crazy goal to become a starter or anything like that. It just, it just kind of happened one at a time. We hope you enjoyed our conversation with Red Sox prospect Brandon Walter. Thank you so much, Brandon, for your time and being so gracious with it and joining Locked On Red Sox. As always, thank you for making Locked On Red Sox your first listen of every single day. We are so excited to have you here with us and bring you into the new year with us. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at Lauren, three laws, Lauren with four R's. Follow Jake Iggy on Twitter at Jake Iggy and the Locked On Red Sox Twitter account at LO underscore Red Sox. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to Locked On Red Sox. You can subscribe right here on YouTube, and you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to check out all the other amazing shows across the Locked On Network, Locked On Yankees, Locked On Giants, Locked On A's. Everyone does an incredible job here. And now that you've made Locked On Red Sox your first listen of every single day, head on over to Locked On Bets for to make it your second listen. Locked On Bets is your one-stop shop for all of your betting needs. It's hosted by your boy Q with expert insight and analysis from Lee Sterling. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Have a great day and a great week. We'll see you soon. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.